Hey friends, Meg here. Um, I wanted to hop in here and give you a quick disclaimer before we start this episode. We do have a little bit of audio interference throughout this episode. Um, nothing's going to squeal in your ears or anything, but during the conversation there is a little bit of um, buzzing. Um, we are aware of it and hopefully we get that ironed out for our future episodes. But this one's so good on forgiveness and repentance on that principle and um, we did not want to um, we, we didn't want you guys to miss it. So anyway, um, without further ado, let's get into it. Hello, welcome to a heart to heart. I'm Sammy E and I'm Meg. Join us as we talk through identity, character, and principles. Let's make it happen. Yeah, girl. What's up, Sammy? Hey girl. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good. Okay. So I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. When we were talking through this season and we have identity character principles, right? We're Mm -hmm. we're firmly within principles. And I feel like I've had you explain to me the idea of principles like three or four times (laughs) (laughs) in my head and not because of anything, but like, but the fact that in my head... Like, I've been comfortable in identity and learning about that. I've been comfortable in character and learning about that. Like, that's something I've devoted significant thought to in the past. So I'm like, oh, I'll talk about that all day long, you know? (laughs) But, like, with principles, I'm not coming up short because they make a lot of sense. But in my head, I'm like, okay, I know in a, you know, my former faith traditions and Christianity and stuff, principles became the thing like, well, I might have, you know, a different principled stance on this, a mm. preference, you know what I'm saying? We have, prif- sorry, I'm miscommunicating this. Okay. So there's principles that we stand upon that are always true. Mm-hmm. And then there's preferences that each person has, um, discretion to do as they okay. think is right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, those were the differentiations. It was a lot of doctrine. It was a lot of, and it was mm. a lot of use. They used principles to um, maybe add a lot more work to wow. faith. You know I what I'm saying? You. I do. I think religion really is very quick. And just the idea of our flesh trying to come in and help the situation. Right. Yes. <laughs> and <can> <laughs> like, even when we talked about sowing and reaping last week, like you think about, uh, am I giving to get, like, am mm. I giving for this blessing? Like what, am, what is my, what am I getting out of this? Instead of an act of worship, it becomes more of a like transactional thing, wow. you know? Mm-hmm. So the way you describe sowing and reaping like it's something I've heard recently and it's kind of starting to settle into mm-hmm. the soul a little bit, you know, <laughs> well, and like a little more joy. In yeah. It, a little, with a like, little okay, bit more right. joy. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I see a glimpse here and I see where we're going. We have like this episode and a couple more to talk about this. I'm excited. Okay. So now I want to know how do we like, can we enjoy these principles? How do we enjoy these principles? And what does that even look like? You know, that is really cool. So, I'd love to talk about that with yeah. you a little bit. So, yeah. I, I I love when I realize, oh, my gosh, there's there's such a whole new world with yeah. something that is free 
and helpful and encouraging that if I just have my eyes open to it because I want to see mm-hmm. and my ears because I want to hear and I, I'm ready. Yeah. You know, I'm actually ready to hear it. Right. There's, there's a lot of power that comes in that moment. So yeah. That's because great. in my former, like, you know, understanding of things, it could have just been where I was in my heart at the time. Sure. You know? Absolutely. It, it may not even be how it was taught to me or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's what I, what I, where I was, what I was understanding, like what mm-hmm. I was picking up. Like, um, so yeah, I'm excited. So what does this look like? Yeah, well, we've talked through sowing and reaping. That was our first principle. Mm-hmm. And so I do like the idea that these are principles in the New Testament. These are principles in the Gospels that Jesus, he emphasized. He made them priorities. And they have stories going behind them. They have just pictures. And so they're very valuable. Sure. I like that. I yeah. like knowing that we're on that vein. Right. So we did sowing and reaping, and so this one is forgiveness and repentance. Mm, nice. And I think we could, you know, first of all be like, oh, <laughs> squeamish. Yeah. <laughs> but I say we champion it. Yeah. I say that we come at it and just say, God, this is something that you put in the word for us to be free and live lives of abundance. And so as we come to forgiveness... And we come to repentance. I, I hope and I my heart is that all of us would say, maybe there's more. You know, maybe there is something here to get that will change my life if I can let my heart be open to this truth. Yeah. And if you hadn't listened to, um, for listeners here, if you haven't listened to season one, this sounds a lot like hope, this confident mm. expectation of good. So yeah. we're approaching these principles in that hope kind of mindset, which I'm, I'm super excited about. Yeah. So I saw a lot of like man's part. We talk about man's part, God's part in sowing and reaping. Um, I bet we'll see a lot of that in repentance and forgiveness too. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I've been in Matthew 5 um, the past couple weeks, and um, it's the Sermon on the Mount. It's the first part of Sermon on the Mount, and it talks about um, there's just a little nugget in there. I'm not going to like exegese the whole past or you know the whole passage or whatever for you guys but there's this little nugget I wanted to kind of bring out because it talks about it kind of gets at the idea of man's part and God's part right mm-hmm. so in this passage it talks about keeping oaths and breaking oaths and making intentionally false oaths and all that stuff the way I understand it is when we make a promise or a covenant or an oath or something like that um, and we are making it in something that we could not possibly control mm-hmm. like something we could not even possibly like promise to to make that happen you know what I'm saying like this is where we take the position of God and instead of acting in faith we put it all on ourselves so the effort both becomes a how good am I and not how good is God you know um so I think like applying these principles has to kind of have the same heart faith of that you know so it's an effort of faith yes not an effort to control right yeah how can we control what is only God's to control you know Mm. um so let's talk about now repentance forgiveness I love the definitions you wrote out here can you give them to us yeah so the idea that repentance is we turn and rise above if we are going one direction we flip and do a 180 Mm -hmm. and then we rise above the previous way the previous thought and truly that, you know, in order to truly rise above, it has to be something that God is 
in. Mm -hmm. We have an effort of faith, believing that God will show up in that repentance, and He does. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. He gives us the ability to actually rise above. You know, it reminds me of, I think it's in Ephesians, but lofty thoughts, all those mm -hmm. things that we battle against, those are the, the flesh and blood, not flesh and blood, but lofty thoughts mm -hmm. that we are constantly having to stand up against. And repentance has so much to do with that. We have to be willing to turn our direction mm -hmm. based on what the Spirit is showing us or what truth is showing us and then rise above. And the second is forgiveness. And this one is the let go of so that something is not controlling us. It also means to remove the, um, the walls that close us in and close others out. You know, forgiveness has such a potential to bind us and we can totally not even see it until it's too late and we're too hard. So there's a constant willingness that we have to have to be in forgiveness. So do you feel like repentance and forgiveness are, um, are they concrete or are they pretty abstract? Like, do you feel like you've seen um, repentance and forgiveness become, like, I see this specifically here and here in my life or in lives of others? Or is it something that you feel like is harder to visualize? I'm going to say concrete. I'm mm -hmm. not sure if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> tell, tell me what you understand <laughs> me saying, or at least <laughs> let's talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have seen decisions that I've made mm -hmm. that were to forgive yeah. and it totally changed my life or decisions to repent. Mm -hmm. And it was a flat out change. Is that Yeah, fair? absolutely. Yeah. What are, your, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I think I've been generally like a faith kind of person, you know, mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't, it, it didn't take much to convince me that God is real. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, um, through my life. Okay. Um, but, like, as soon as I realized that I could release things, not hold on, not become bitter, not become hard, like you were saying, to, the, you know, to life and, and stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, it did become a lot more concrete. Like, um... Sometimes when I am praying for repentance or forgiveness or something in my life, I will literally pray with my hands wide open in front mm. of me because that's a physical representation of what's happening inside of me, you know? Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, I know it's really hard to get to the point where you're ready to ask for or to repent, to turn and then also to forgive, whether it's connected or separately. Um, how do we approach it? <laughs> like, how can we approach that moment? I, I feel like the most success, if we're going to call it that, mm -hmm. is when I come or when we come as children. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the Gospels, when they talk about Jesus, when he's talking about coming to him, he says, come as children. And there is just a special, unique perspective that a child has. And I feel like that really closely ties to dealing with forgiveness and repentance. Hmm. So the children that come to 
a situation, let's just say that they want to learn something, they find out they're doing it wrong, their mom or their dad comes and says, hey, do it this way. When you have a child with a soft heart, they immediately repent. Hmm. They're like, okay. (laughs) Especially if they respect the person. Sure. If it's, you know, maybe a, a basketball idol and they play basketball, if the basketball person teaching them says, hey, do it this way. There is, there's not a second hesitation. You just come to it and you're like, okay, I'll do it. I've got it. I'm coming. I'm following you. That looks right because you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And I, I can see how that heart is not necessarily always in an adult. You know, the adult could come and hear that basketball person, but they may have their own way of doing it (laughs) and their own opinions may want to you know, test out some different theories, maybe go do some research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when we come to repentance, I think our heart has to be like the child and the basketball star mm. and be ready and listening to turn and rise above. Yeah. And that is something that is constant and it's, it's willing and it just, does that make sense? Oh yeah. 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 I just think about when I was a kid and like, um, being willing and ready to challenge what I thought I believed, you know, like as a kid, you know, you're just automatically open because you know, you're new, you know, you don't know everything. And I know as an adult, it's been a battle to say, to become dogmatic in something and say, well, according to my experience and my college degree and my like Mm -hmm. this and that and this, and, you know, being way less, flexible with what you don't know you know why do you think that switches do you have any thought on that um I feel like certainty and accomplishment are championed in our culture Hmm. and um I think that Hmm. just by way of the the I mean even just America right so I feel like America in general is an accomplishment culture and the more sure you are of something, the more you can establish yourself okay. as an authority on something, the, um, the less people are, like, skeptical of you. The more social trust you have, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like, so the um, more confidence or the air of confidence that you carry, yeah, the more sway you have over people. Sure. Thus, yes. why would you be childlike? <laughs> right. Children are generally, we, we say ch- children are generally dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like people look at children as, as dumb. Less than. Yeah. And less yep. than when in reality there are things about children that we should adopt, like the, you know, flexibility, the willingness to be sensitive to, um, how the spirit's moving. I know like mm-hmm. you, you, as a kid, you have a way less barriers, way less hurts, um, way less walls that are built up from mm-hmm. either unforgiveness or bitterness or whatever. Like we don't deal with all these things as soon as they happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the less we deal with them, the more that re- removes us from the trust, that childlike trust that we have, right. you know? Um, so That's I totally good. see that. Well, another, another part that can be considered for forgiveness mm. or repentance mm-hmm that really can speak into it and this sounds awful in a sense but we really have to be willing to embrace our ugly oh yeah in order to submit to the lord 
and that that can be childlike uh, but it's it's such a difficult thing for our mind and our ego the desire to be right to submit that and say that this is a reality within my heart like if it is forgiving somebody we can so fast stand up for what we say we can use scripture to say that they are wrong or we you know are in the right um, we can just come into these situations where forgiveness is is God's heart but we can't even conceive that forgiveness is needed mm -hmm. and so we have to be willing to embrace our ugly in order to see how to forgive something yeah I think about like connecting okay so I feel like naming something as ugly is passing judgment based on what you've observed and what you think and what mm. you've experienced and what you've you know seen in other people that kind of thing um kids i mean they know ugly but it's very matter of fact mm -hmm. like they don't yeah. walk up to someone and immediately think they're bad because their face is messed up they're curious mm -hmm. they're like okay hold on you're different Ugly may not be bad in this case, but, like, tell me more about your situation. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, kids are more curious about it. That's why kids are more likely to tell you you're fat than, than adults, right? Sure. Like, <laughs> like, they, in their heads, it's not yet bad or good. It just is, you know? Hmm. So, when we embrace what is, which you know, can be ugliness and can be hurt and pain and, you know, messed up relationships and all those things. Like, it is good or bad. Regardless of that, it goes to Jesus mm -hmm. because he paid for it all, you know? Right. Like, it's given. It's, I, I don't have to feel a certain way about it. I can just release it and release those emotions to what God is going to do with it. You know, mm -hmm. does that make sense? It does. Okay. It does. We have we have these principles: mm -hmm. faith, or excuse me, um, sowing and reaping, forgiveness, repentance. Mm -hmm. And so we're suggesting that perhaps we say yes to them, and we come to them with joy, mm -hmm. knowing that they are setting us free. Yeah. They they are setting us to be people who can champion life. I've seen people, not many. Actually, just one that I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> you want to drop any names or anything? Heidi, Heidi Baker. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, a missionary gal. But when you see somebody who looks like a child and walks with faith, it's marvelous. Mm -hmm. It is so attractive. Mm -hmm. But it's not what the world would say is attractive. Sure. But that's the kingdom. The kingdom has those aspects where... We are walking in these principles of, gosh, I missed it again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's not just I missed it. It's the idea that God is really perfecting. He is really changing my faith. He's growing my faith. He's in, in changing us into his likeness. Mm -hmm. Each of these uglies, each of these hard situations, each of these times where we have to forgive or repent, they are all providing opportunities where our hearts can shift and we can realize more of God. You know, I think of Ephesians. He says, 
in the prayer for Paul that, you know, that I may know him, mm-hmm. that I may come to know him and his wonders of his person. That doesn't just happen because you're doing everything right. That yeah. happens when we're readily moving forward, impacting others with, with love, with intention, and we fail. And then we see that flesh that came out and we walk forward again, knowing that we had to forgive and repent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's this beautiful walk that is like a child and it does have joy and it embraces the, the mistakes and the things that we have, not to celebrate them, yeah. but to know that God's meeting us there and he's transforming us mm-hmm. in the middle of it. All right, so Megan, let's just share our one of our favorite things around our house that we like to use. Ah, okay. Yes. I do clean my house. Yes. Sometimes. Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, I had some people over, and it was a great time to mop my floors mm-hmm. right before they came over. And um, I received a steam mop, shark steam mop, from my parents a while back. Um, I'd been using it, but... Um, it was exceptionally pl- pleasant to use this time. Um, I had baked recently and, you know, mm-hmm. I hadn't really mopped since I'd baked for a while. Um, so you start that thing up, let it be for a sec, build up the steam, and then it just erases everything. Erase all traces. Great. Like, I'd never even touched the floor of that right. kitchen before, you know? Right. It was great. Um, so I'm really into that right now. That's good. Yeah. Tell me yours. I, I totally echo that. Yeah. I like um, Myers cleaning stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I get it at Myers. Oh, nice. <laughs> wah, wah. Myers with a Y yeah. at Myers with a J. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was kind of punny, but not really. <laughs> uh, so I, I've i gotten their hand soaps. The kids like them. So one of my kids is sensitive, so their hand gets really dry mm. with different types of soaps. So the soap does matter. So his hands does do... That's weird. His hands don't usually have dry issues Mm -hmm. with their soap. And I also like their cleaning for the floors as well. So I use a steam mop Mm -hmm. when I feel really ambitious. Yeah. And then I just use this, like, um, I think it's a Mr. Clean Blue Fringe Mop. Okay. With my Meyer spray. Other times. Nice. I bet it smells fresh and clean. It does. That's awesome. But I love the steam. I feel really good yeah, with the steam. steam. It's like, yes, kill the bacteria. It's yeah. perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation just as much as we did. Subscribe, share, and we'll see you next week.